you have an income rider guarantee. You may have a guaranteed death benefit rider fee. It's like buying a car, right? You, you go to the dealership and the base model is X dollars, but after you add up all the options, right? Walter, you walk out with a much higher sticker price. This is the Retire Happy Podcast with John Amarino, teaching you each episode about holistic retirement plans. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the Retire Happy Podcast with San Diego's premier holistic retirement advisor, John Amarino, fiduciary financial advisor at Securus Financial, serving you throughout the San Diego area with an office on Trina Street, conveniently off Interstate 15 next to Scripps Ranch High School. And you can find us online by going to gosecurus.com. That's gosecurus.com. On today's show, we're going to deviate a bit on the retirement roadmap to discuss Oh, the A word, John, it's back at us. The annuity world is on the agenda today. Good to talk with you once again. How you been? Good, good. How about yourself? Doing well. Just, you know, adjusting to this new normal that we're all in, but uh, nothing nothing different than everybody else is going through right now. Yeah, hopefully we're, we'll be adjusting back to the old normal. I know they everyone says this is a new normal, but I don't think it needs to be that way. I think, uh, you know, as we've discussed, we've, we've, we've flattened the curve and things can start to open back up. And I think our economy is in great shape. Let's not go to a new normal. Let's go back to how it was and uh, get things rocking and rolling again. I'm, I'm ready to be able to see my clients in person, give them a handshake and a hug. I'm, I'm not going to this whole, uh, we're not shit handshake and rule. I, I, I just can't do it. I'm too, too personal. It's, uh, it's the new old normal. How about that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> The quasi new normal, something like that. Uh, it's kind of funny, actually, now that you mention it. Um, uh, several days ago, I saw my folks for the first time in two months, and they came for a very quick lunch. And, uh, you know, we were still practicing some social distancing rules with them and that kind of thing. But mom goes, Can I have a hug? I really need a hug. <laughs> So I was like, I wasn't going to tell her no. Uh, you can't have a hug. She said, I'll hold my breath while we hug. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wait, and, you know, was, I, I've. I've seen my parents throughout this. We've, you know, we went uh, to the river last month with my wife's parents and my wife's parents are, are in their late fifties. My, my parents are in their seventies, but it's actually been, you know, challenging with my wife being in the health industry. You know, we've had some scares where, you know, my wife just kind of had, you know, just your seasonal cold, but you know, she works in a long-term care facility and, you know, I think she's been tested multiple times for COVID and all, all have been negative, but every time, you know, a new person got COVID in the facility, you know, they've, they've had some very few cases, but, you know, we've kind of had to stop seeing the, you know, my parents uh, until she had a negative test. And so, you know, luckily all the tests have come back negative and we're good to go. So that's good news. Uh, Yeah. The, my wife in healthcare as well, gets the temperature checks every day when she walks in the door. So you know, part of their lives, maybe for a little bit longer here. But like you said, here's to hopefully at least some return to normal as we go ahead. And with that, let's turn the page to our conversation for today. Speaking of normal, we're back to good financial talk on today's show. And as we mentioned at the top, John, annuities, the subject today. This is, uh, you know, you wouldn't think that a financial product could be all that controversial, but this is one that certainly is. Yeah. Annuities is probably one of the most polarizing financial vehicles advertised. And I say advertised because that's a lot of where 
you know, the polarization comes. I always joke around with people and I say, this is literally today's politics of financial vehicles. You either love annuities or you hate them. And there's really a lot of information that people don't really discuss or truly understand. They're just kind of getting those marketing talking points. So we're going to take the marketing out of annuities and talk about specific facts that you need to understand. Then we will end with when you should really consider using an annuity and what type of annuity. And, you know, as with all shows, we're going to go into great detail. And, you know, Walter and I were discussing this as topic as we do a lot of topics. And we put a lot of time into the prep of these shows. And Walter produces a lot of other financial podcasts. And we often talk about how we do things different, specifically when it comes to the detail of our shows. And, and uh, you know, Walter, uh, you, why don't you give your two cents on on how we're a little bit different? Yeah, well, I think it's it's the level of detail. You know, um, I've hosted a lot of financial radio shows and podcasts throughout the country over the last uh, decade, essentially. And, um, you know, a lot of people do a good job of covering that 30,000 foot view, um, kind of the, the basics, the main stuff. But I like, John, on your show, how deep you go into the specifics and you feel that need of, uh, you know, the why behind the what, you know, we could easily do a short podcast on the what of annuities, but I know that you're going to take us a little bit deeper than that. And I think that's beneficial for a lot of listeners to be able to tap into that. Yeah, Walter. And, and I know there's some hosts out there that could do things in 10 to 15 minutes and they do and and they do a great podcast and I congratulate them but honestly as a true believer in educating my audience I see no need to do things in 10 minutes I believe you the audience want to be informed you don't want hit and run talking points and this is my approach about retirement my planning for my clients my video blog and this podcast this is very very important information and I understand it requires some focused attention by the audience, but you're a smart and well-educated audience, and you're not looking for that superficiality. And that is why we go into the details to truly educate you and help you feel empowered with the decisions you're making. Well, John, I think that you know, as we talk about all of these different considerations that need to go into the annuity world, we need to keep things in perspective with where life stands right now. And with the big market dip and continuously volatile market that we've seen, um, you've had quite a few you know, prospects ask you about this exact topic, annuities. And I know you are uh, very product neutral, right? There's no such thing as a good or a bad product, really. It's all in how you utilize those tools. But given the recent conversations you're having and the marketing that's around annuities, it's very uh, pervasive. And I think, uh, you know, the different TV channels and, and radio um, and even, even in podcasts, a very prevalent topic. Uh, we thought this would be a great idea for the show. So I'm looking for what you've got in store for us and that education you're going to provide. Yeah. And you know, I don't look at investment vehicles as good or bad. You hit it on the spot. It's either appropriate or inappropriate. And every investment has pros and cons. And you really need to look at, is it right for you? Does it satisfy your concerns and meet your goals? Um, do you believe the pros outweigh the cons? And, and that's what I talk to my clients about. And I do think this is a timely topic because I wouldn't be surprised if our listeners are being inundated with annuity advertisements right now. Well, I think that's interesting that you mentioned that. So tell us in a nutshell, what is an annuity? Let's make that our starting point. Yeah, well, in its most simplistic form, 
an annuity is a contract between the buyer, the client, and the insurance company. You give them a lump sum of money and they will provide you an income stream. And that is the contract. Now, the old school annuity provided the income stream through the process of what's called the annuitization, hence the name. And there's where, you know, some people actually have some pullback on it. And this is how the annuitization would work. You would have a couple of different options. They would go from lifetime only to, to joint or lifetime with period certain. So let me just talk about that old school annuitization. So single life or lifetime only. This means that you got paid until you died. There are no survivor benefits, which is important to understand. So if you die before your entire premium is returned to you, the insurance company keeps the remainder. So imagine you put $400,000 into this annuity, you annuitize it, right? The words matter here. You annuitize it with a lifetime only income stream and you're getting a $2,500 a month income stream and six months into your income stream, you die. The insurance company keeps the money. And you, you have to realize that, you know, this typically, this single life, lifetime only has the highest payout. But a lot of people don't, you know, in, in this extreme case, you know, the insurance company won. So a lot of people don't like to do that. So to reduce the likelihood of that scenario, they'll purchase a life annuity with period certain. And what this is, there's, there's a minimum time period for the payments, for example, 10 years. So even if the annuitant dies, if the annuity holder dies before the end of the period, the payments for the rest of that time will go to the beneficiary or the annuitant's estate. So adding the period certain will lower the amount of monthly payments. There has to be a trade-off for that guarantee. So you have to understand this. So looking at you know a payout, if it's a $2,500 a month, as we use in our example, this may be now $2,350 a month. Then you have the joint and survivor annuities guarantee. So what this is, the payments will be made for the remainder of the lives of both the annuitant and another person, which is typically the spouse. This choice reduces the amount of each payment you would have received versus that straight life because now it has to pay out over two lives. However, what this does is it gives your wife that 100% survivor uh, payout. And, and if this sounds, for those of you who have pensions, if this sounds very similar, that's because your pension is essentially annuitized payout. So as I mentioned, the old annuitization is a reason why some people are, are wary of annuities. Um, you know, the other ways obviously are the, the advertisements. You know, you hear those talking head pundits, the Ken Fishers of the world. But this is one area where I've heard people say that they don't like annuities. Now, today, generally speaking, I would say a more common use of the annuitization is in, in what's called the SPIA or the single premium immediate annuity. You give the insurance company money to immediately begin an income stream under the prior discussed options we had. So that's where you really see uh, the annuitization option. More so today, I personally have never used the annuitization option. SPIAs are, are great vehicles. They do provide the highest income stream, but my clients want a little bit more. And that's where we see with the deferred annuity. And generally speaking, this is where you're moving a lump sum of money for a future income stream. So 
imagine you have a drop-down graph in front of you and you have fixed annuities, fixed index annuities, and variable annuities. These are your three types of deferred annuities. On the left-hand side, you have the fixed annuity. Okay, This is a very boring product. It's going to provide you a fixed interest rate, perhaps a rate just a tad bit higher than a CD, um, maybe when that is keeping up with inflation. It's very boring. You know what your interest credit will be each year, but the most important part is your principal is protected, right? And we've talked about that. That is one of the fundamental parts of the, of the money cycle, that as you're going in from your accumulation years to your decumulation years, you need to protect a portion of your principal. That's it. The fixed annuity, that's how it goes. And it will give you your income based on uh, your age and that interest credited, which will be a, a low rate every year. Now, on the opposite side of that graph spectrum is the variable annuity. Now, my professional opinion this is the most complex of all annuities because you are invested in the markets. So when I've seen people with variable annuities, you know, they talk about the, the amount of paperwork that they got when they were going through the annuity application, right? You have the prospectus, the in investment literature on top of the insurance literature, and it can be daunting. Now, here's the good thing about a variable annuity. It's an annuity it can provide an income stream for your life. And the variable annuity though is invested in the market. So you can get all of the principal growth of whatever your investments are minus the fees. And we'll get back to that. However, you need to understand this. And this is a big misconception that a lot of people have. Your principal that is the money that you invested, right? right? The $400,000, let's continue to use that example, is not protected from the markets. So you have no principal protection as you do with the fixed annuity. So if the market goes down, so does your accumulation value. And this becomes a major point of confusion for people because some deferred annuities come with an income rider, right? Some variable annuities have income rider. So what's an income rider? It's a benefit that you're going to pay an extra fee for that guarantees a lifetime income stream for either a single lifetime or joint lifetime. You don't have the period CERNs. It's usually just single lifetime or joint lifetime. In most cases, any money left over will go to your beneficiaries, unlike the old annuitization. Now, when you have an income rider, you have to make a T-chart. So if you're visualizing this or you, if you, even, you have a piece of paper, you have to understand, and, and I do this in my office, we just get a simple piece of paper out and we make a T-chart. And on the left, and, and we, what we do is we split the values. On the, on the left, you have your accumulation. This is your principal. On the other side, you have your income value. And that is the amount your income stream will be based on. So that's important. So I wanted to digress just a minute to explain that because this is important to understand how this plays into the confusion. So furthermore, companies have income riders that offer guaranteed increases every year. And this usually happens until you either turn on your income stream or for a period of, of 10, maybe even 20 years. And this happens on variable annuities and fixed index annuities. So no matter what the market does, your income stream, right? Words matter here. Your income stream, your income amount is contractually guaranteed. 
So as an example, you have a $400,000 variable annuity with a 6% compounding lifetime income rider. The market drops 30%. Your income value will still increase to $424,000 or 6%. Let me repeat, your income value, that right side of the T-chart, not your principal. Your principal has dropped with the market and is now worth $280,000. Now, it's all in, in the eye of the beholder or the client, right? And some people say, hey, I'm okay with that. I want this for income and that's fine. And that's okay as long as you know what's at stake because your death benefit could be tied to your accumulation value unless, of course, you buy another income rider that guarantees a death benefit. So the other thing you need to be aware of are the fees. And in my experience, I have talked with less than 5% of, of clients that have variable annuities that truly understood the true costs of their variable annuity, right? Most people are estimating the fee to be between one and one and a half percent, but they aren't truly aware of all the costs. So to have that income rider comes with a fee. On variable annuities, you have a mortality and administration fee or a mortality and expense fee. Then you have sub-account fees. Again, repeating, you have an income rider guarantee. You may have a guaranteed death benefit rider fee. It's like buying a car, right? You, you go to the dealership and the base model is X dollars, but after you add up all the options, right, Walter, you walk out with a much, mm -hmm. much uh, higher price, higher sticker price. So when I discuss variable annuities with people, we do what's called an annuity MRI. And we call the insurance company and we get all the facts, right? The payout options, the fees. And this is where people typically get the crash course in what's going on. Stuff that, they, that was never really truly explained to them, but given to them, right? The, the, the broker and the insurance company gave them all this literature, the hundreds of, hundreds of pages that they signed to the that they actually, that they read, but they actually didn't. It was never truly explained to them. They thought they were paying 1% or $4,000 a year for that $400,000 annuity. But it turns out they were paying 3% or $12,000 a year in fees. And that's really the average I've seen on these fees is about 2.75 to 3% range for var variable annuity riders. The highest I've seen was 5%, which was absolutely insane to me. And folks, those fees will heavily eat away at your returns. So you need to be aware of that, right? And I always like to tell people this. When you're looking at, you get, you know, we, we stated that the positive is that you get all the growth of your investments. Well, in a sense, you're not. Because if the market goes up 15%, yeah, you're going to get all of the market's investments. But now you're going to get less 3% of the fee. So that's going to actually drop you down to 12%. But here's the problem. When the market went down 30%, you didn't get 30%. You, got, you, you were down 33% because you had to factor in your fees there. And I've talked with, I had a client that had eight variable annuities during the bull market run. And they had an average rate of return of 4.94%, which I mean, for a 3% fee, um, really didn't blow them away. So that's what you have to understand about the variable annuities, that your principal isn't protected, that your principal and your income value are two separate things. And folks, it really makes a difference in times like this. 
Because if you have a variable annuity that has lost a lot of value and you understand all the things about the variable annuity, all the, all the costs and, and risks involved with them, and now perhaps you don't want it, well, you may not be able to replace it. Because if your income value is at $424,000, but your accumulation value is at $280,000, you have quite the conundrum. Because as a fiduciary advisor, and even at the suitability of insurance companies, we can't replace that vehicle. And I've had a couple clients stuck in that type of situation. So um, please understand that. Then the last deferred annuity option is a fixed index annuity. And I like to say this is basically a blend of the fixed and the variable. First, it offers principal protection, which clients like, and that is great. But it can also offer the potential of participating in limited market growth. Now, the important thing to understand here is you are not invested directly in the market. You are tracking an index provided to you by the insurance company. And, and every insurance company has different indexes um, or investment strategies that they use. And there's a couple key features um, to these. The first one, and let's talk about the bad part, is what limits your growth. And you have three things that do this. Number one is a cap. Number two is a spread. And number three is a participation rate. And, and what these are is they limit the potential for your fixed index annuity to grow, you, what your returns are. And typically, your returns are based on a annual point-to-point. So day one through day 365, that's what matters. So let's talk about the cap. Let's say you have uh, an S&P 500 index that you're tracking. It has a 4.5% cap. What that means is that if the index goes up 3% that year, you're going to get all 3% but your growth is going to be capped out at 4.5% for that one year. So if the index goes up 10 or 20%, you stop at that cap. In that case, is 4, 4.5%. The spread is a more aggressive approach. Basically, you're going to deduct the spread from your return. So let's say you have a spread of 2.5%. The index you're tracking returns 4%. You deduct 2.5% for a return of 1.5% right? That you basically um, lost in that instance. On the other hand, if the index returns 12%, you return 9.5%, which is phenomenal, right? You return 9.5% in a vehicle that you could not lose money in because your money's principal protected, right? And, and really, you know, the only other vehicles out there like that are, are CDs, but they're not going to give you 9.5%. Then the last is the participation rate. And basically, you get the said percentage of the index for that year. So let's say you have a what we call a PAR rate, participation rate for short, of 45%. Again, like the spread option, if the index returns 5%, you're only going to get 2.25%, which is 45% of that 5% return. Now, if the index went up 12%, you'll get 5.4%. So that was a mouthful, but that's how the caps, participation rates, and spreads work. Um, and you have to understand that these rates will be adjusted year to year. The insurance company has clearly states, I clearly state to my clients that they have the right to adjust these caps and spreads and they will do them. So you have to, you have to understand that they're locked in for the one year. 
Well, that is a lot to absorb, but like we talked about at the very beginning, this is why you do this, so that we can be educated and understand some of the why. Uh, We don't have to necessarily be able to go teach a class or lecture on it afterward, John, but if we can understand a little bit and absorb a little bit of the why, that's going to help things out, certainly, in the long run. So if I'm understanding this correctly, with these fixed indexed annuities, this last one that we've covered, this last type, if the market goes up, You'll capture some, but maybe not all of the increases in that index. But if the market drops, this is the good part, you don't lose any of your principal. Absolutely. Spot on, Walter. You're a student of the game. Um, <laughs> Thank you. My, and, my job to make the complex, you know, b- boil it down into the simple terms. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's why I pay you. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it does have two other features, right? The principal protection is called the floor. But in my opinion, it has the most powerful feature, which I absolutely love, the annual reset. And I mentioned earlier, day one and day 365 is all that matters. So let's just take a hypothetical. You got into an annuity right in the end of March, you know, and the S&P 500 was at 2,400. All that matters is what that annuity is on day one, so 2,400, and what's going to be on day 365 of that what's called anniversary year. So basically the day before on the next year. So if that annuity dropped to 2000, well, what's happened to everyone's investments? They've obviously gone down, they've lost money. You haven't, and now your new index value for the next year is at 2000. So you, now, of, of course we know that when the markets drop, that they're eventually, you know, history speaks that they're going to eventually bounce back. So now let's say the annuity goes back up the next year. And let, let's say you used 100% spread. You were, you were pretty what we call aggressive in it. And then you had a 2.5% spread and the index went up, you know, 30% and went up to 3,000. You're going to take part in all of that minus the spread. So while people are recovering from their money, you are taking advantage of that. So, you know, the next year, your new index value starts at 3000. If it drops back down to 2500, if we're in a crazy market again, your principal is protected. And the next year, since the index value ended at 2500, your annual reset kicks in, your jump off point is from 2500, which has been a powerful growth feature um, for a lot of people. And, um, you know, despite the the limitations of, of the growth, I, I just had some clients that, you know, in early April and in mid-April, their annuities had returns of over 5%. And we're just coming off the heels of, you know, the 34% decline in the market. So they were extremely happy with their performance. And, and typically what I've seen out of my clients right now is the clients that have had their fixed index annuities have seen low single digit losses to their overall portfolio. And I, I say overall portfolio because I've had clients that have said, you know, we, we've lost some money, but we expected to lose some money. And I said, you know, you've lost, you know, 9% on your investments, but your overall portfolio has only dropped four. And they said, well, what, do you, what do you mean? I said, well, you can't forget about the amount of money you have principal protected with your annuities. And they always say, Walter, oh man, I forgot all about that. I said, you can't, right? You can't. That is exactly one of the reasons why we put you in those fixed index annuities. (laughs) They're boring, 
But guess what? You have that much less stress because you know that money is always going to be there. So you have to also realize, though, just like with variable annuities, that fixed index annuities have income riders that come at a cost. And the fixed index annuities, you know, they're, they're easier to understand because you don't have all the investment prospectuses that go along with them. Um, you just have to review the insurance contract, which, you know, may, is generally speaking, maybe 20 pages. And in my experience, it costs a lot less than the variable annuity, right? Typically, people that have an, an income rider on it are paying anywhere from one to one and a half percent. If you don't have an income rider, typically you're not paying a fee at all. So people like the transparency, the ease of understanding for that. But with all three of these vehicles, the other thing you have to understand is what's called the surrender charge. The surrender charge is the insurance company, in order for them to be able to provide the contractual guarantees of perhaps principal protection or um, for all three of them, that lifetime income stream, they want you to have a little bit of skin in the game. Because here's the thing, on the security side, we use investment analysis, whether it's, you know, fundamental analysis, you know, we have all of our analysis on market, market trends. Insurance companies use actuarial analysis. So I always joke that what's an actuary? It's a CPA without a personality. These are some very, very smart people. And it's a math game. So that's where the surrender charge comes in. And, and basically, what the surrender charge is, is that for a specific period, you will not get all of your money back. And, you know, I typically use vehicles between a seven and 10 year surrender period. There's surrender periods that go will go 14, 15 years. I don't typically like those, but it's essentially saying that during that surrender period, you will give back a portion of your accumulation value to the insurance company. So if you have a surrender period and the second year penalty is 9%, you're going to forfeit 9% of that accumulation value, um, most simply put, or you know, whatever the insurance company dictates, because they may say your premium. But you know, typically, uh, from what I've seen, it's your accumulation value. So let's say you have that $400,000 annuity and you surrendered it with a 9% surrender. And in year two, your annuity didn't grow. You're going to surrender $36,000 to the insurance company using that very basic example. If you did have some growth, they would take the surrender period amount from your accumulation. So you know, let's say over the years, that $400,000 annuity grew to four hundred and fifty. dollars and your surrender total was $18,000, right? You're, you're five or so years into it. You're going to walk away with some growth, but that all that accumulation growth, you're not going to get. You're going to have to surrender it. And the surrender period typically does go down each year. So the longer you hold it, the less of a surrender period you have. The other thing you have to understand is that you have what's called the 10% free withdrawal. And that's mean, that means that the insurance company is saying, listen, Typically, after the first year, we will let you access 10% of your money without surrender penalty. So in the example you used, if you put in $400,000, the, the premium. So if you put in a $400,000 premium, you can take up to $40,000 in free withdrawal. The free withdrawal is typically based on your initial premium amount. So that is the, the surrenders and the free withdrawals 
the caps and the spreads. You have to understand all of those, um, you know, especially with the surrenders and the withdrawals for any annuity that you put yourself into. It's very important. It's very important that you don't put all your eggs in one basket. You need to have other money that you can have access to in the event of an emergency. Well, John, you may have uh, tipped your hand a little bit uh, at this already, but I I wanted to follow up with just kind of asking a little bit more about what are you actually using on the ground? What's your ground truth for using annuities for your clients? Have you used those? What kinds do you primarily use and, and why do you use them in particular situations? Yeah. So I, as I said, I I typically use the fixed index annuity and there's really three types of planning situations where I will use them. Number one, uh, you want the highest guaranteed income payout possible, right? And this is probably one of the biggest reasons why people choose the fixed index annuity is for the guaranteed income rate that is typically higher than what asset-based income can provide we're talking five to 6%. And and it all depends on your age of when you're turning on the income and whether it's single or joint life. So if you're, you know, closer to 70 years old, you may have a 6% payout rate. Um, If you choose joint life, it's going to be usually typically a half a percent less. So if you, and it's going to go on the younger spouse. So if you have a spouse and they're 10 years younger, and you're 70 and they're 60, that payout rate is going to be based on the younger life. So you have to take that into consideration. But um, you know, if your spouse and you are a couple years apart, this is perfect. The joint life will reduce it by a half a percent typically because they're now paying out over two lives. But you're getting that income stream for both lives. Plus your principal is protected. So this eliminates a couple of major risks that retirees face. Number one, it reduces or eliminates longevity risk, right? The risk of you outliving your money because the insurance company is guaranteeing contractually by the claims paying ability of the insurance company that your payouts are going to last until either you or both you and your spouse die, depending on what payout structure you chose. So that takes longevity risk off the table because you're always going to have that paycheck for life. The second thing, um, specifically with the fixed annuity and the fixed indexed that I recommend is it's also going to eliminate sequence of returns risk. Now, if you've heard our past podcasts, this is you understand this term and how it eliminates sequence of returns risk is you're taking a distribution that is not susceptible to market losses. So basically look at it like this. You're taking out money that has eliminated longevity risk and sequence risk. Your two biggest financial risks, two of the three biggest financial risks, I should say, outside of long-term care. And because your money is not susceptible to market losses, because you've had that income stream that's guaranteed for both you and your spouse, or maybe just your lifetime, you have built an unbelievable amount of peace of mind, right? You now have given yourself a personal pension. And this personal pension is either just for you or that joint 100% survivor income stream. And as I mentioned earlier, this has provided my clients a ton of peace of mind because some of these annuities have increasing income streams. So if the market grows, their income stream for the next year grows. But if the market tanks, that income stream is never going to go down. So even if they started out with an income stream of $50,000 a year 
and their income stream over the years grew now to $55,000 or $60,000, if the market tanks, the worst thing that can happen is they'll have the same income stream tomorrow as they did today. And that's really, really powerful. And as I'll say, again, all guarantees, the principal protection, the income streams are based on the claims paying ability of the insurance company. And that's really your risk that they can provide the benefits they promise. And that's why you choose strong insurance companies. And that is why I only use A-rated companies, right? You want to have someone with a superior track record that has a history of growth. And there's insurance companies that have kept up with their benefits for over 100 plus years through the Great Depression. They were still able to fulfill their promises. And one thing you have to understand too is, that annuities, insurance vehicles are much heavier regulated than I would say the Securities Exchange Commission, right? The SEC, they they do heavy regulation and FINRA does heavy regulation, but every state has a state department of insurance. Every insurance company is required to have X amount of reserves to make sure that they can go along with their promises. So number one, we choose for the highest guaranteed income payout. The second area is really growth without principal risk. So you want to grow your money with no market risk. It's a perfect, perfect opportunity to use a fixed index annuity. And if you don't have an income rider, these are going to have 0% fees. So you're not going to pay an asset under management fee for these. And it's really a great alternative to reduce bond risk that exists today. We are at... 0% interest rates or or near 0% interest rates and you know president trump has even talked about going to negative interest rates and while these negatively affect fixed index annuities and their caps and rates um they also affect bonds which is a, what a lot of people use for their safer portion of their money the difference here is that when interest rates go up bonds are subject to what's called duration risk and bonds, a lot of bonds do not do well in rising interest rate risks. That's why a lot of economists have said we are at the the end of the bond bubble, right? All these 20-year bonds that we're paying out 7 8%, they need to be replaced. Well, what are you going to replace them with? A very low interest rate bond. As a matter of fact, many economists like Roger Ebitson and Robert Schiller, Nobel Prize winner, have suggested using the fixed index annuity as a bond alternative. You know, like I said, not that the lower interest rates are good for either, but when interest rates do increase, bonds will get hurt while the fixed index annuities will get stronger because typically the caps and rates oftentimes will go up with that. It's not always a guarantee, but typically over history, um, that's where the strength of the fixed index annuity has been. The third area that you can use this, but it falls under the growth without principal risk is you can also use it for a drawdown method. So some people don't want to be married to an insurance company for life, or they don't have enough in assets to produce an income stream while having additional liquid assets. Like I said, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. So let's say you needed a $20,000 income stream. And if you wanted that lifetime income stream, that was going to, you know, take up 80% of your assets. You, you, you may not want to use that. You don't want to tie up 
all that money. You want to have, I, I kind of like a, a no more than a 60% allocation um, to a fixed index annuity. Typically, a lot of my clients might just use about 40% of their money. So instances like that, where you don't want to be married to the insurance company, or you just don't have enough assets, we may use what's called a 10 to 13 year drawdown. So let's say you needed $20,000 of income, we may purchase a $200,000 fixed index annuity with no fees that allows you after the first year to access a 10% free withdrawal. Well, what's 10% of 200,000, Walter? It's 20,000, yep. right? So we're actually gonna use this as a income vehicle alternative. It's not gonna give you a lifetime income stream. With growth, you may get between 10 and 13 years of drawdowns. But what's extremely important about this, it eliminates sequence of returns risk because you were taking out your $20,000 a year to live off of, but you weren't exposing it to market losses. So um, that's another powerful way that people will often use the fixed index annuity. And that's how I use it in my office. But as I said, you have to understand that while annuities have a lot of pros to them, they have the cons, right? And you have to be aware of those surrenders. You have to be aware of the fees. And are the fees based on the accumulation value or the income value, whether it's a fixed index annuity or a variable annuity, you have to understand the cost of what you are doing. It needs to be clearly explained to you. But remember, you have access 10% every year, typically after that first year. And you really have to look at it this way. This is a long-term investment, just like your retirement is. So you have to, you when you're getting into this, you have to understand that you, know, you just can't get in and a year or two hop out. It's not like that. You have to spend the time to understand this. I typically will spend one appointment solely to going over the annuity. And I want to make sure my clients understand what they're buying. Because if they don't like it, then that's fine. We'll go to a different option, um, whether it's dividends or, or asset-based investments. That's fine. If you don't feel comfortable with it, you're the CEO, you're making the, the final decision. My job is to give you the information. But I will tell you right now, in today's climate, the principal protection and the income stream that the annuity has provided for my clients. Um, I've talked to every single one of my clients right at the peak of the market chaos at the end of March. And my clients with the annuities had absolute peace of mind. You know, my other clients still that didn't have annuities still felt good about how their investments weren't losing as much money as you know, maybe perhaps their friends or, or the market in general. But the clients that really had that true peace of mind that really saw the power of the annuity was during that market downturn. So that's typically how I use annuities. But you know, in closing, know your annuity company's strength, know the payout rate, and know your fees and surrenders. 
so many details to try and figure out when it comes to annuities. And we really just mostly focused on the fixed index today and realizing at the beginning, you kind of covered those different types that are out there, John, but you can just see how much is in the world of, of this one particular type. It's easy to understand and uh, know why there's often confusion and controversy that surrounds these products because it does take a lot of, um, you know, a lot of education and know-how and understanding how to properly use them. But I appreciate you taking the time to, to tackle this big issue and educate your clients and, and folks who may be hearing about this for the first time or have only gotten that 30,000-foot view, being able to look under the hood in a little bit more detail on today's show. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, if you have an annuity and you have questions about it, give us a call. We will do, whether it's a fixed annuity, a fixed index annuity, or a, a variable annuity, we'll do an annuity MRI for you and we'll help you out and we'll, uh, we'll tell you whether, you know, it's appropriate or inappropriate for you. And if it's not appropriate for you, what your options are. All you have to do if you want to get in touch with John is pick up the phone and call 858 858- 935-6210. That's 858-935-6210. And begin the conversation about how annuities might fit into your portfolio, into your financial life, when appropriate, when not, and get some further education about how it would impact your own particular situation. You can also go to gosecurus.com. The website's awesome, by the way. There's a new video blog series that John has started, so you can tap into that and learn great knowledge uh, by watching some videos if you'd like to learn that way as well. You can sign up to get John's emails where he'll notify you about those new videos, where he'll notify you about new podcast episodes that are coming out, and uh, stay in touch with you that way as well. So lots of great resources and things to tap into on the website as well. That's at gosecurus.com. Well, John, thank you for the in-depth dive into annuities today. I think we certainly did the topic justice, and I'll look forward to another great show with you soon. Yeah, absolutely, Walter. You have a great one. All right, you do as well. That's John Amarino, San Diego's premier holistic retirement advisor. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. For John, I'm Walter. We'll look forward to talking to you next time, right back here on the Retire Happy Podcast. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Securus Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by John Amarino and guests on this radio show are their own and are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to subject covered.